Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are in the book of Revelation and we are finishing it up. We are in chapter 20, which is known as the millennial chapter. But what does that mean? Well, it says that Christ will come and rule on the earth for a thousand years. And after that 1,000 years, uh, something will happen and things will change. And then he will institute the new heavens and the new earth. But that's not the new heavens and the new earth. That's a 1,000 year reign on earth. And it's said to be the period where God will make good on all of the promises that he made to Israel in the scriptures. So chapter 20, verse 1. I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss, hell, and holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, the devil or Satan, and he bound him for a thousand years. Well, that would be the good news, him being bound for a thousand years. And he threw him into the abyss. He locked it and he sealed it to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore, which means that the nations are being deceived at the very moment right now. <clears throat> After that, he must be set free for a short time. So he'll be bound for a thousand years and then he'll be set free for a short time. Now, different people see this different ways. You know, the historical way of looking at this is different than the future way of looking at this. The futuristic view says this is something yet to happen when Jesus will come, will rule on the earth, and all the promises made to Israel will take place during that period. Now, the earth will be different, some things will be different because Christ will be ruling over the planet. And this is the, t the period where it says things like, you know, the lion lays down with the lamb and the child will put his hand in, in with the cobra and everything will be peace and they'll bang their um, swords into plowshares and all of those kinds of things. So, and then for a little while, uh, Satan will be let go again and the nations will rebel and Jesus will then set up the new heavens and the new earth. Now, there are different ways of looking at it. That's the future view. There are some people who think that this will never happen. They call it amillennial, means they don't believe in a millennium. There are those who believe postmillennial and what some of this means, and some of the main line in traditional and liturgical churches would take this view, that what happens is the church populates the world, and they do it and, and convert people everywhere, every continent, every nation, all over the place, and that the church rules over the government in over a thousand years, and everything is great, and Christianity is ruling, and Christian ethics are ruling, you know, the devil's still running around, but he's sort of powerless because the governments are submitting to the Judeo-Christian ethic. And then after a thousand years of that, Christ comes back and sets up the new heavens and the earth. So um, either one, you know, many, many beautiful, wonderful believers throughout the ages. A lot of the heroes that we talk about when we talk about dead preachers, they took that view there that the earth would be... Uh, taken over and ruled by Christian Judeo-Christian ethics. So I take the futuristic view. So chapter 21, and then after that, after that rule, however it happens, whether it's future or whether the church uh, lives in such a way and, and conquers spiritually, not with the sword, although we know that throughout the ages, the church has tried to conquer with the sword and then rule over territory. But 
whichever way you see it, Christ ruling for that 1,000 years in the futuristic view or, you know, the church uh, taking over the planet and bringing Christianity everywhere, it will end. It will end. That period will end. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. <clears throat> there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from heaven, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. God is here. New heavens and new earth dwelling with him. They'll be his people, and God himself will be with them. He'll wipe every tear from their eyes. Oh, that's beautiful. So many tears, so much loss, so much pain, so much agony. There'll be no more death. Good. Let's get rid of that. <clears throat> or any crying or any pain for the old order of things has passed away. He was seated on the throne, said, I'm making everything new. And then he said, write it down. These words are trustworthy and true. We can believe it. He said, it's done. It's done. It will be over. It will happen. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To those who are thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this. And, I, and how are they victorious? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And I, I'll be their God and they'll be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice the magic arts, the idolaters, the liars, will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Wow! This is the second death. Well, they say if you're uh, born once, you die twice. You die this physical body, and then you're thrown into the fiery furnace, and there's the second death. The soul that sinneth shall surely die. And so consigned to that place. That's the second death. So born once, die twice. Born twice, born of the flesh, born of the spirit, die once. Your body dies and we live with him forever. So I'd say get born again. Uh, one of the one of the se seven angels had the seven bowls full of the seven plagues, came to me and said, come on, I'll show you the bride. And he came and carried me away, away in the spirit. And he showed me the new Jerusalem coming down. It shone with the glory of God. Its brilliance was like a jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal, high wall, 12 gates with the 12 angels at each gate. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. Three gates on the north, south, east, west, 12 foundations. The angel talked to me, had a measuring rod for the measuring of the city, and he tells how long it will be. And the foundation was Jasper. You go down to verse 19, Sapphire, third agate, fourth emerald, fifth onyx, sixth ruby, uh, eighth beryl, ninth topaz, tenth turquoise, eleventh Jason, the twelfth amethyst. And the gates were twelve pearls. Streets are made of gold. That's where you get that phrase. Streets made of gold. On that day, it's gates... Its gates will be ever shut, for there'll be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought to them. Nothing impure will enter, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful. 
Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Here we go. Now, we're going back to the garden. It's all going to be restored. Everything that was lost is restored. The angel showed me the river of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. Each side of the river stood the tree of life. Remember, we were barred from the tree of life, lest we live forever. And now there's the tree of life. Bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. While well, the nations need some healing. No longer any curse. Everything that happened in Eden is reversed. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city and his servants will serve him there. They'll see his face. And their name will be on, and, and, and his name will be on their foreheads. No more night. Won't need night. Won't need a lamp because God will give them light and he will reign forever. And the angel said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. Well, it's kind of unbelievable. So that's why we need to double it up. These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord who inspires a prophet sent his angels to show his servants what must take place. Red letters, Jesus saying this. Look, I'm coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in the scroll. And John said, I heard it. I saw these things. When I heard and saw them, I fell down at the feet of the angel. But he said, don't do that. I'm a fellow servant, just like your uh, fellow servants, the prophets. Worship God. Don't seal, up the, don't seal up the words of the prophecy because the time is near. Well, it's for us. It's for us, our people in our future. Let the one who does wrong continue to be wrong. Let the vile continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. Let the one who's holy continue to be holy. Jesus speaking. Look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me, and I'll give to each person according to what they've done. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the first, the last, the beginning, and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes in the blood of the Lamb, that they might have the right to the tree of life. So there you go. You can eat and live forever. And may go through the gates to the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, sexually immoral, murderers, idolaters, everyone who practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony. I'm the root and offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Now the spirit and the bride said, come. That's the church and the Holy Spirit, come. Let he who hears us say, come. So we say together, come, Lord Jesus. Let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who wishes to take the free gift of water, come. I warn everyone who bears the words of the prophecy on the scroll, if anyone adds to them, God will, will add to that person the plagues described in the scroll. I don't want to add to the scriptures. If anyone takes away from the words of the scroll of the prophecy, God will take, a, take that person away. God will take away that person from the share in the tree of life in the holy city, which is described. I don't want to take anything away. Sometimes I get nervous when I'm reading publicly a scripture. And you know how it is when you're reading publicly. Sometimes I miss a word and I'm like, oh, no, I missed a word. You know, I better go back and correct that. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming. And then it's amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. Lord, come. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen.